Hi, we are in a new episode of the Hi History and Politics podcast, and we have a great guest. We have Alex McHugh, who is the coordinator at the Center for Stateless Society and uh, and a writer that is really interesting in, in, in a topic that I have been interested for, for a while, which is the intersection of, of religion and radical politics and And I think this is a great form to 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 start the, the episodes of this new year. So, hi, Alex. Hey, yeah, thanks so much for having me on. It's was never really my intention to become known as like, oh, that that religious guy. But I'm happy to talk about it, and I'm excited to uh, to talk about this intersection of radical politics and religion. Yeah, I, I do think it is interesting because I feel there are different kind of elements um, kind of going on at the same time. In, in some sense, I, I do think that that the idea that, that has been kind of very um, central to to a lot of the the, the public perception of of of, of, of Of, of, of the left broadly and, and particularly of anarchists is that they are uh, and, and like in general the view that is that, that anarchists or other political radicals uh, in general are are atheists or agnostic or are not interested and many times even antagonistic to, to religion but I feel that there are a lot of elements That have been happening, kind of, uh, of not necessarily related to each other, but 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 the, that really put a, a kind of interesting confluence in. In the one hand, I think that there is, uh, uh, particularly in the last years, it, it has been the, the the kind of Islamophobic rhetoric that was uh, embraced by by many elements of the global right, if not most. Uh, Uh, I know it's it's a little bit more strange in, in United Kingdom because there are some some kind of weird um, Islamists that for some reason ally with the far right there. So, but in general, like it is like uh, the the far right has taken in in general very kind of uh, Islamophobic. Uh, Uh, takes and, and and not just the far right. Like in 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 France, we will see that that the 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 figure that 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 many identify with liberalism in in some way, uh, like Macron is, has no go full basically copying the the Le Pen playbook and try to to criminalize uh, Muslims for for being Muslims basically. Um, Also, I, I feel that there is a, a different kind of, 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 of issues that I, I think that that is not necessarily, I think that sometimes it has to do with editorial issues because I, as far as I know, sometimes there are books that for different reasons weren't published and last year have been published and there's, there is... A book about uh, about a Japanese anarchist. Uh, there is a, a book coming. There are two books coming uh, this year about um, Jewish anarchism. Mm. So, so I feel that the 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 kind of, of, of bibliography that sometimes it was lacking. Uh, the uh, that that these kind of relationships not that it didn't exist, but it, it, that it was there. 
and in in in, in different kind of of of, of for saying some way um is, is spiritual traditions and, and geographies that there have been this kind of intersection and i also think that that uh, with the i was listening to to earlier uh some people reflecting about the issue that that leninist organizations have been becoming weaker and in that sense uh, it is difficult. Like it's sometimes, some some communist parties or, or communist organizations, um, for example, ban the, the practice of, of religion among its members. So it, those members could not um, openly be declared religious because they could be kicked out of those organizations. But since the kind of collapse of, in some way of Leninism, curiously, even the, the, the people that identify in some way as Marxists are now kind of embracing religion and, and, and sometimes being being open. And I and I do think it, it is kind of a a, a new moment. And, and I think it it is really interesting. So how do you see this 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 kind of, of, of panorama? Yeah um I I see a, a lot of different things um to talk about there. And one is you know, one is the overlap uh, between the historical traditions. And as you're talking about some of the history of religious anarchism, religious communism um, definitely gets swept under the rug and not talked about. And, you know, it's, I, I think that this is both a new moment and something different happening. And it is also an outgrowth of older movements and the way in which radical politics um, you know, came about historically. Uh, so one of the big, one of the big, um, divisions, I guess, that I see is this sort of hyper-modernist approach to the future that you see taken on by both, uh, certain types of Marxists and by, uh, neoliberals of the sort that we're talking about in France, right? Um, that gets expressed through, Islamophobia and opposition to like religion itself. Um, and I think we're seeing that sort of high modern understanding of the world, you know, fall away in other ways as well. Um, we don't have a manufacturing based economy anymore. We don't have the communications technologies that we did back then. Um, and, you know, so I, I see this sort of big shift happening where people are starting to think more about possibilities and think more broadly about, you know, what the future could look like, what the world could look like. Um, and for some people that includes religion, um, in a way that, you know, I think earlier expressions, um, of anarchism in pop culture. And I mean this, what I, what I'm talking about here is so like after, you know, the very early period, which I want to come back to and talk about a little bit, the overlap with um, particularly the spiritualist community in the U.S. and also talk a little bit about uh, Yiddish anarchism and communism. Um, but, you know, we had this sort of historical period where those things were happening. But then, you know, after the neoliberal order sort of took over, what we saw more was anarchists and other radicals fighting against authoritarian expressions of religion. 
Um, and like you said, you know, for some Leninist organizations that included full-on opposition to religion, I mean, there's, you know, Marx's quote about calling religion the opiate of the masses. Um, but I think it was also part of a broader cultural backlash against, you know, predominant white Christianity, especially in the U.S., and the ways in which that was tied to nationalism, to heteropatriarchy, and to all of these things. Um, and so I think what's happening right now is people are both getting more in touch with um, older forms of anarchism and radicalism that were influenced by religion, uh, and also rediscovering religion in a new light and finding ways in which it, it really can actually fit into a radical vision for the future. Um, and so we're, you know, we're seeing people reclaim their religions in some ways. And I have a lot of thoughts on, you know, why this is happening. I think the increased alienation and the breakdown of broader social norms and cultural touchstones, especially, you know, in the global North in places like the U S and the UK and France, um, you know, I think a lot of a lot of young people feel disconnected from their community. They feel, you know, disconnected in the in the way that modern capitalism makes you disconnected. Um, and you know, re- religion I think provides uh, provides very well uh, for that feeling of community and for that feeling of t- togetherness um, that people need, uh, like fundamentally, and so. Yeah, I think there's, you know, changes to the ways we're thinking about religion. I think there's changes to the ways we're thinking about radicalism. Um, and I think the the really central driver is people are lonely uh, and religion is, you know, in many ways designed to fill that need, designed to provide you with community. Um, so that's, I guess, kind of the overview I want to give and I'm I'm not really sure where where you want to go from there. We can go to historical stuff. Um we can go to specifically what's happening in France because I have more thoughts on that. Um what do you what do you want to talk about? Yeah. I mean, we could talk about France because I think it is a it's a very interesting case. I mean, um a lot of times like the the the, the terms uh, like laicite, which basically means uh, secularity, like the, the defense of the idea of of, of 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 a very strong sense of, of secularity was what seen, I guess, for many um, uh, liberal and, and even some left-wing forces as a, a, a positive step, particularly given the, the complex history of, of, of the of anti-Semitism in France. But at the same time, I think that, that when it become much more difficult, like um, um, uh, being explicit for, for, for governments being explicitly uh, racist and, and xenophobic. Now they 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 seem to to have moved more to toward the the, the justification of Islam, of Islamic extremism, and and, and 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 I feel that this issue is 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 try to 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 be like. Uh, I mean, it, it's true that, that, that there are Islamic extremists, but in the same sense, there are Christian extremists, there are 
um, Buddhist extremism. So, so it, it, it's not just one religion. They just that, that um, in in the the issue is that um, that it has been kind of highlighted, and that it is it, it is kind of the the. It seems that 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 Macron and and and. And I, I think you you're right. I mean, Macron it, it is 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 more of a neoliberal in, in much more sense than that than than other politicians in, in in many ways. But I I think that he is trying to 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 show a, a neoliberalism that is more um, that, that 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 is more clearly with the kind of of conservative nationalist ethos rather than the than the neoliberalism that 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 at least on, on, on theater existed in other places, which was kind of more cosmopolitan, even if not fully, but 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 to some degree, and I think that is a really interesting uh, challenge. Try to to understand what what is really going on. Yeah, yeah. So I I think there's um, two really interesting things going on here. One is that this French secularism, laïcité, uh, is rooted in a, a very particular kind of rationalism. And we actually have someone working on a piece right now for C4SS that contrasts two different kinds of reason um, that came out of you know the Renaissance and Enlightenment period in Europe. And the, the one form is this very superficial rationalism, which uh, tries to make things legible uh, which tries to put things into categories and which understands equality as sameness, right? And so this is this is what you see expressed still today in France, this idea that we shouldn't be able to look at someone and know what their religion is, and that's how we'll know that we're equal. Um, but I think it, it goes beyond that. I think this sort of rationality or rationalism got baked into the neoliberal project and you know, I I think you see it expressed as well. Um, you know, in the in the ideologies of people like Rawls, uh, who who want to strip away all of the messy things that make us human, and kind of you know solve the problem of how we get along together while being different by just making us not different. Um, and you know, I I think that this is um, this is a strain of of reason that. Uh, the person who is writing this piece, which I hope will be able to release soon, but we'll see. Um, they contrast it with this other form of reason that is more encompassing, more holistic, and which is based in uh, the religious idea of the tetramorph, right? That there are all of these different parts of being a good human that you have to work on. Um, and so, you know, I see there being a division between this very superficial rationalism that wants to, you know, make everything legible and understandable. Um, and this deeper, fuller understanding of the world that doesn't have all the answers. And I, I would call this, you know, maybe the, the postmodern take or, you know, the phenomenological take of like, we're not ever going to figure out what exactly is going on in the world and with other humans. And we need to accept that it's going to be messy. It's going to be passionate. It's, you know, if we want to have full lives as humans, that's what that looks like. Um, but I think there's also, and, and I, I think one of the, one of the reasons that people feel so much alienation right now is because we have, you know, a, a neoliberal 
um, hegemony in the globe. Like we, this is the dominant culture is, is one that strips away the messy parts of being human. Um, but I, I think there's also another sort of uh, power dynamic at play, which is religions get judged differently based on how they play along with the hierarchical dominant uh, culture that we have, which is white Protestantism. Um, you know, and that's different. Like there are, definitely other religions that have more sway and uh you know depending on where you are for instance in india right we can talk about hindu nationalism and and the power uh dynamics that exist there um but i think it's fair to say like countries in the global north have domination in the in the global trade system uh they have cultural hegemony to a certain extent uh the religion that underlies their cultural hegemony is definitely christianity um, in the U.S., it tends to be a particular form of Christianity. Uh, and so you see, you know, religions that are seen as oppositional to that, like Islam, um, get treated with, with much more uh, fear and bigotry um, than ones that are slightly closer. And this is actually something that, you know, is talked about a lot in the Jewish community is that there are, you know, there are different ways of expressing Judaism and, and engaging with that religion, some of which are very, very friendly to white American Protestantism and some of which are not. Um, and so that's something that, you know, I find myself talking about constantly, um, you know, with people in my community is like, is this an assimilationist practice that is um, supporting this hegemony or, you know, is this, is this not? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's really important uh, to think about the, um, you know, the history of ideas and and where some of these things came from, uh, and you know, if you look back at writing coming out of the French Revolution and their plan for you know the future of society, it was, I think, you know, absurd. Some of the things they were coming up with, you know, renaming the days of the week and really trying to uproot everybody's sense of of culture and community because they thought that was the only way to replace it with something new um but i you know i i think there is uh there are others other examples of this um where you know sort of high modernist communism uh treats it the same way as neoliberalism um and this is the other thing that that gets me really incensed lately uh is when i see tankies or authoritarian leftists um, talking about China and the Uyghurs and not recognizing that there is Islamophobia going on here, that there is fear mongering on the basis of this being, you know, an Islamic ethnic group. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's important to me to think about, you know, what we want to preserve in thinking about how, um, you know, how we build the next world. And I think people's deeply held religious beliefs and communities are, are part of what I want to continue. You know, that's not to say I think everyone should be religious. I certainly don't. I under, I very much understand why a lot of people are not. Um, but you know, anything that expands the horizon of possibilities for how to be human to me increases, you know, the richness of living together in community. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's a really great thing. And I think there are a couple of clear, historical and sort of geopolitical reasons why you know we see these very complex interplays between um 
you know, religion, politics, ideology, all these different things. Yeah, I mean, it is really interesting what, what, what you have mentioned. I mean, it is true that I feel uh, Islam has has been in some ways seen as, as threatening. And, and, and it's not just France. In, 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 in Switzerland, uh, there have been measures against uh, Muslim clothing, like... Uh, And, and which, which shows that, uh, uh, and I, which shows that that this is, uh, this is happening. Like, uh, and it was in in the case of Switzerland. What what is was even more sad is with the it was uh, actually a referendum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was the, the popular vote, uh, kind of, of supporting the the, the the Islamophobia and. And 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 but going back to to France a, a little bit, I, I think something that that is really interesting in in the 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 the, the kind of narrative that, that the French government is trying to to construct is to call um, Islamo leftism that Islamo leftism is is conquering the academia and and and, and it is very curious because like. Um, I remember reading um, that the, there was a, a Pakistani Marxist, um, a Muslim Pakistani Marxist, mm. that 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 said that 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 Marx was uh, was the the reincarnation of Mazdak. Uh, Mazdak is a, a, a Zoroastrian prophet, and, and it's true that the the the, the, the convergence of, of Of Mazdak has been associated with, with, with Islam, but but uh, but and and particularly in Central Asia. But but the issue is that 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 like in more recent times, like and that was like at the early uh, 20th century. But in more recent times, I don't think I have really uh, hear a, a kind of of a, of a convergence of, of a. Of a Muslim socialist project, even in the vague sense, I feel that that more that that what it could express in some ways that that there was uh, that the left, which I guess at some point was in general skeptic of, of Muslims or didn't knew much about them, with with the uh, with the Afghan. In his, the, the war in Afghanistan and then the war in Iraq, it started to see that the to to forge links with the with the Muslim community and 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 it was uh, and I do think that that those kind of events were kind of shaping not only the perception that 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 that, that the that the establishment had of of of. Uh, of leftists and Muslims, but all of the relationship that there is, that there is, although it is much more complex mm. than, than that, what it could seem. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I think part of it is, um, folks on the right associating everything that is different from them as being in the same category. And so that's leftists and that's gay people and that's, you know, Muslims. It's, anything that's different. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there also it like was a historical influence of, of, of Marxism, uh, in the region. And I, I remember, um, first learning about that actually, uh, from Persepolis, the, the graphic novel about, um, 
uh, Iranian girl. And, uh, you know, she, she talks about what, um, people in her family and friends of theirs were doing politically before, um, before the revolution. And they were, you know, they were Marxists. (laughs) That, That was, that was very much, uh, what was happening. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there, I think there's a lot of really uh, interesting forgotten influences, and I I also think there's um, an interesting thing that happens. I, I think the case that you were just talking about sort of illustrates this, where you know, in some ways, I think the sort of fringes and um, somewhat. Uh, somewhat heretical versions of of religions tend to be really appealing to radicals. And I mean, this, you know, this historically was always the case. There was a a radical strain um, coming out of Sufi Islam for a long time uh, from the the mystical sect there. Um, And particularly uh, some very interesting pieces on uh, homosexuality and homosexual desire, um, which, you know, I, I think are, are some of the the most uh, passionate and interesting expressions of those ideas out there. Um, yeah. So I think there's, you know, there's more to every history that exists um, and the interplay, the interplay with religion and with different sects and with different religions, um, you know, I, I think can, can create some really interesting, uh, really interesting overlap one of the um, one of the things I wanted to bring up at some point uh, is that so my my religious journey has sort of mirrored my political journey, uh, and in both, you know, I'm I'm very often thinking about the importance of constantly reviewing ideas and updating ideas, being open to change, learning from others, um, and so I so I grew up Protestant and. Uh, specifically Presbyterian. And as I learned more, you know, mostly about social issues, um, I started going to Quaker Friends meetings. Uh, And that, you know, that is a sect in the U.S. that has a very clear history of radicalism. Um, You know, they were early abolitionists. They are now prison abolitionists and and hugely involved in the anti-war movement. Um, And then you know, in part, my decision to convert to Judaism was driven by getting to know the folks in my community and my wife and, um, you know, realizing that, uh, that these rituals made sense to me, especially in that community. Um, but part of it was updating, you know, my own personal beliefs and particularly beliefs that had some, uh, some influence in my political thinking as well. So there was a, a shift that happened um, in thinking about violence and self-defense specifically, and, you know, no longer feeling like it was appropriate for me, uh, to hold to the the Christian view of this, right. Which is you turn the other cheek and there's nothing that is worth fighting someone for, um, which is of course, you know, not the Jewish interpretation It's that you should protect yourself and, and people around you if you can, you know? Um, but, I, I think uh, one of the things that drew me the most uh, to Quakers when I when I was involved with them was this history of overlap uh, with American radicalism very very early on, and it's it's something that you don't see 
talked about a whole lot, but uh, one one source I really loved. Uh, so the Grim and Mild Podcast Network has one called Unobscured, uh, which is just you know about historical events. Um, and their second season is on spiritualism in America, which was an outgrowth. I, I believe of a certain kind of, of Methodist sect that existed. Um, it was very utopian, very mystical. Um, and uh, people like Sojourner Truth uh, were involved with the spiritualist movement. Um, and so through, through listening to that series, I actually learned a lot about uh, different early abolitionists, you know, American individualist anarchists who did have, overlaps uh with uh with this particular religious movement um and all of that to say you know i think i think these these overlaps have always been there and they're there for a reason one of the things um that i as a radical person get out of religion and i think a lot of other radicals do as well um you know is this sort the source of hope and this ability to sort of have a utopian vision about the future um, and, and to feel empowered, uh, and, you know, to, to feel the way in which community empowers you. Um, and I, I, so there's that. And then there's also, um, I, I think, uh, some of, some of my experiences with, uh, mysticism in particular, I think have been revelatory to me in terms of how I think about, individuals and one thing you you might remember from last time we talked uh so i'm i'm i actually consider myself an egoist uh even though most egoists are also anti-religion um but you know egoism is not itself a positive project i don't think it tends to be it tends to go along with a different positive project um but for me there's something really you know sacred and that's the word that i use for it about the individual and the ego and self-expression. And it it's something that becomes really difficult to describe without getting into mystical terms. Um, the, the one person I, I think who has done a pretty good job of talking about this in a way that says the things I want to say about mysticism and the ego without uh, explicitly being rooted in that um, so Saul Newman has work on post-anarchism, uh, and in particular, um, you know, he, he talks about the idea of lack, which comes out of Lacan. Uh, and this is the idea that, you know, what is central to a human, what is most us, uh, you know, is a void. It's an emptiness. Um, and you can, you can also think of it, I guess, as it's, a possibility it's a probability the space where there is nothing is the space where new things are possible um and so i actually i apply that both to my thinking of the individual and what the ego is and why it's so important and to my thinking of god and divinity uh you know that's that's what i think divinity is is uh, per, you know plausible possible it's it's the void of possibility um, and yeah, so that's why I think it's so difficult to pin down and to talk about in very clear terms. Um, and also, you know, I think that's that ability to create and to change the world around us, you know, is what makes humans humans. Um, so all of those things are 
very intimately connected in my mind and I realize I just said a whole lot of things. So I'm going to stop talking now and we can, we can go on to whatever you want to talk about next. Yeah, that, that was really interesting. Uh, I, I was thinking, I mean, it is now you have made me think about the, what you mentioned about this kind of diversity of, 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 of uh, denominations within Christianity. I mean, mm. it's not just in, in the U.S., but, but it's true that in Latin America is kind of different since Catholicism, it is still pretty culturally dominant. It's true that the Catholicism in, in itself is also divided in, in several kind of of of, of, uh, of ordinations, but Uh, and, and I mean, there are more right-wing Catholic organizations and more left-wing Catholic organizations to some degree. But but the I, I do feel that that it, it's generally the more right-wing which get uh, the the more publicity in many in many ways, and and, and it's kind of the the left-wing um, which are, are are much more quiet about being that public, uh, particularly in, in, the, in the history of Latin America, which the, the, the whole anti-communism, even if I, I don't think many of, of those in the, uh, in, the, in the Catholic left necessarily identify as, as communists, but, but, but certainly sympathetic to, to left-wing causes. Uh, but the issue is that when with the proliferation of 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 of, of, uh, of evangelical uh, uh, Protestantism, like uh, evangelical uh, churches around like Latin America, in most of Latin America they have grown a lot uh, for different reasons. In, in Mexico, not because I feel in Mexico the the distance between the 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 state and and and, and the church is, is is more clear than in other countries and, and in some way it, it they're they moving to toward uh evangelical uh, christianity was kind of a, a, a try to put the, a distance from within the, the church mm. the so so i do feel it, it is interesting because it's true that that a lot of of the evangelical Christians are, are quite conservative and even some are openly reactionary. But it's also true that some of those denominations, if one looks clearly, are quite progressive on most issues. And and and, and I feel that sadly it, it is that the, the the tendency of putting everyone in the in the in in, in the same spot because of of, of, of Of sharing a, a denomination, and 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 the the interesting thing is that within denominations there are a lot of of, of, of diversity, but sadly I think it, it is not that that much times uh, uh, understood. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, I mean, I think um, you know, I, I most see Catholicism sort of get this bad rap where people focus on you know traditional reactionary Catholicism, and you know. We have, you know, we have a couple of folks uh, that I work with who are Catholics, but they're, you know, they're social justice oriented and they're community oriented and they're very, very radical. And even, yeah, even that tradition has the history of people like Dorothy Day, um, you know, who 
saw their mission as Catholics to help the most needy um, and, and approached it in a, in a very, uh, yeah, in a very social justice oriented way. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is, it is curious because you, you mentioned, um, uh, you were going to mention Jewish anarchism, but the issue here is that in reality, I mean, particularly in rural Latin America, particularly in rural Peru, like the the kind of, of and we have been talking about this in the previous podcast, the, the kind of intersection between the some Jewish practice or or uh, that 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 came obviously with with the with the crypto Jews that, that, that came to the Americas trying to escape were kind of, of becoming very like expanded within different parts of, of Latin America. So, so it, it, it had some really curious customs. And, and I mean, there was a, a French historian who, who even uh, wrote a book that about Judeo-Christianism, but if Judeo-Christianism existed, It's only on on, 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 on on Latin America basically and and, mm. and and to some degree in in Spain to, to a very small degree in Spain. But it is curious because his reference to Spain is is, is very very interesting something that happens. Whenever I I hear a, a conference on the Inquisition from Spanish academics, they mention the The, the Spanish Civil War, because for them, it, it seems that, that it was kind of this same dynamic, like the, the logic of the enemy. It, it is the, 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 the communist is, is, is the new Jew, mm -hmm. the, the person to, 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 to try to burn in some ways. And, and, and it is quite, quite curious kind of this 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 memory that it, it seems so distant but but it's true i mean the spanish civil war didn't happen that much time like in 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 maybe from uh from from now so it is curious how how this kind of memories kind of intersect and and that i think is the the interesting part because i i do feel that the The idea of, of of movements that are just from one particular religious group or denomination, it, it's very far away, and I think this is going to lead to 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 multi-confessional kind of coalitions in, in many in many in many parts of the world to try to 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 challenge kind of the more reactionary forces that 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 sometimes. The, threaten um, not just uh, uh, in it I think it's interesting what is happening in Myanmar which is curious because I do feel that that the US tried to to look uh, and, and, and 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 most of the West basically tried to look apart mm -hmm. because uh, in the kind of competition of of, 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 of global politics Myanmar was seen if if, if The U.S. was too critical of Myanmar. They were fearing they were going to side more strongly with with China. So I, I do think the dynamic that happened there is that more or less there was kind of they they, they led the, those uh, the, the the military 
uh, uh, my Amnar military to to make a lot of of, of human right abuses like uh, uh, murdering, rape, and uh, which led to uh, a massive influx of, of, of refugees that now are on, on Bangladesh. So. Uh, what happened with the Rohingya being they being Muslim uh, and an ethnic minority um, it is something that is happening now with the civilian population, no matter the their religion or ethnicity. Because for the military junta, at the end, it it, it is it is like everyone is 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 their is their target if they are against them. So it is curious that that in a that now. It seems that there is kind of a, a, a broad coalition. Uh, although I think in other places it's not going to develop like uh, as 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 as, uh, as quickly. Mm-hmm. But I feel that it's kind of a, a new way to try to to understand this kind of, of of coalitions that that are going to look very diverse. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly hope that they continue to form. The last news that I heard about Myanmar uh, was actually that. Uh, people were starting to ask some of the ethnic militias, um, it, you know, from the same area as the Rohingya, um, to to actually take up arms together uh, against the military junta. And yeah, I mean that's that's really good to see uh, people realizing that they have a common en- enemy and that other oppressed people are not who they should be fighting anymore. Um, and it, you know, it, it, I think it is starting to happen in some other places a little bit. Um, you know, my experience uh, on J20 on Donald Trump's inauguration day was that I, you know, I was there with Quakers and we were there in coalition with uh, some social justice Catholics. And um, I'm trying to remember who else was there. I, I just remember that there was a, a guy in all of the priest get up. Um, so I was like, oh, the Catholics are definitely here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like there are some interfaith, uh, or as you said, multi-confessional, I actually kind of like that, um, diverse coalitions that are forming. And it's something that, you know, I think about with my community here is, you know, we have been thinking about working with, um, progressive radical Muslim groups as well. Um, and trying, you know, trying to form those sorts of coalitions, but they also, you know, they also existed historically. Um, and I think this is one of the difficulties of uncovering, you know, some of this history is that you had people working in coalition together and, you know, representing different faiths. Um, yeah, one, um, I think one of the one of the other problems you get with that, uh, per- particularly with with the Yiddish anarchism, is it gets lumped in often with, you know, other struggles um, and other ideologies. So, folks who are communist and socialist or are just resisting a reactionary regime altogether, it's kind of hard to tell, you know, who is an anarchist and who is not. Um, one book actually on the you know, historical background of that movement uh, that I have not read yet, but got recommended to me recently, and I'm very excited to dig into soon. Um, it's called Revolutionary Yiddish Land, and I can I can send you the link for that if you want to put it in the show notes. But yeah, I mean, I, I think these um, these broad coalitions, 
not only on the side, you know, not only across the difference of religion, but across national borders, across ethnicities, across um, orientations, all of these things, like that is how we fight back successfully. Um, You know, I, I think that's how you end hierarchy and oppression is by getting everybody to realize that we have a larger enemy than each other. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm very hopeful that that continues yeah, to happen. I'm, yeah. I, 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 I mean, in more recent times, uh, a university professor here in Peru was saying that, that he's a, a left wing evangelical. And he was saying that uh, one of the things that, 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 progressive forces will kind of of, of 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 going to pay a price in some way is that they don't um, uh, try to to speak to 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 the religious communities in some way to try to appeal to them and, and I think it is quite curious because um, I, I do feel that that uh, the it's true that I'm not too hopeful about electoral politics and not, not has been my, my center of interest, but it is true that, that the, the kind of more uh, reactionary um, uh, uh, right has been kind of exported in many ways. Mm. And, and, and the, it, it is generally many times the, the more, U.S. oriented and 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 uh, kind of evangelical churches, which generally tend to have very right wing politics, like it is, uh, and and that is something that 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 is quite interesting. I mean, uh, there are some historians who have thought about like the the convergence between. Um, uh, evangelical Christians and, and, and anti-communism in, in the Cold War era, and how this has continued, and and it, but it is it, it is becoming very um, complex as, as the as the times uh, progress because I, I feel that, that there are tendencies that are very different happening in, in, in several countries. Like in in some countries, the atheism and agnosticism grow, but in others, not necessarily. So, um, and it's very difficult in, in reality sometimes doing the doing the kind of of, of metrics of, of, of religious uh, um, affiliations, for example, for because some statistics argue that in Argentina there are one million Muslims. But I don't remember, like when I visited Buenos Aires, seeing anybody with 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 the with Muslim kind of any kind of traditionally Muslim clothing or in some way. But I did remember like seeing a lot of of, of, of Orthodox Jews, mm. um, and and so so it's it's quite complex sometimes even having the metrics or the data and and I think it, with with Orthodox Jews I think we we could have we could move to to a to an even more unexpected uh, side of the of the discussion which is that that sometimes like when 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 people try to to talk about the relationship between um, 
politics and 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 religion from a radical perspective, they they generally associate to individuals that 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 may appear at least like more secular. Mm. But I think there is a, a book. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be published this year about uh, an anarchist rabbi, which that was that was something that, that really shocked me. I, there is a really interesting article. Um, yeah, about him, uh, and and so so I think it is those those kind of of, of really interesting kind of of convergence, and and for, now that I mentioned Argentina, also Argentina has been a place where uh, there has been a lot of clash between the the, the police and the, the the Orthodox Jewish community because they were kind of having their own gatherings, and 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 and, and it's. Uh, it is curious when they are kind of signaled, and and even in Israel, like they they have been uh, like by by the press and, and and by the politicians and even the police, they have been very chastised because of of, of kind of uh, continue to participate in some of their traditions, and and so so I think it is quite a, an interesting um, reflection how how those. Who embrace the orthodoxy at the same time, and I, there is in the orthodoxy something that I think Carl has mentioned at one point. If, if, the, if the people feel that their true loyalty is to God, like there is no loyalty to the state, right. <laughs> because one could, and 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 I think that is a, a a very curious reflection that sometimes is missed. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that is a great observation, and and that's exactly how I would put it. Um, you know, if, if you are truly religious, the authority of the state doesn't matter next to the authority of God. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's interesting you were talking about evangelicals in the U.S. and, um, you know, how they have become associated with reactionary politics. And I, I think you see a, almost the inverse happening there where they've become so closely connected to reactionary politics that they are willing to give up what you might consider core evangelical values, um, you know, such as modesty and support someone like Donald Trump and some of the other folks who they've been supporting lately, um, you know, and, and support things that are completely in violation of what their stated values are. And, you know, so for them, you know, I see it as as being this whole thing where the reactionary politics, in some ways, have has actually replaced um, their religion. It has it has hollowed it out and made a home there. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the opposite way, uh, I think part of what you're describing is that uh, holding to your religious beliefs in violation of the state or above the state is transgressive and it is illegible. Um, and I see a really uh, interesting analogy, I guess, um, here with queerness. And, um, you know, so I'm transgender as well. And one of, to me, what gives queerness its power and uh, allows it to become something, you know, which you can use to fight back um, is its illegibility, right? Its ability to expand the possible uh, for people who aren't queer and to say, here is another way to be. And I'm going to be this way, whether it makes sense to you or not. And then, you know, they have to make sense of it. And I, I think, you know, 
a very similar sort of thing happens um, when you see Orthodox people continuing to live the way that they feel they should, uh, which is you know off-putting or surprising or different uh, to people who don't live that way, and you know forces you to consider maybe there there is a different way um, for people to live. And so I I think um, there's a lot of power in transgression. There's a lot of power in uh, transgressing on hegemonic culture. Um, and for minority religions, yeah, like engaging publicly in religion does that. Um, and one of, one of the really cool moments from last year uh, that I want to focus in on, um, there's a, a group here in the U.S. called Never Again Action. Um, it's a group of uh, Jewish folks who oppose migrant detention and some of the terrible things that have been happening to immigrants here at the hands of, you know, ICE and Customs and Border Patrol. Um, and there was one protest I was at with them uh, last year where um, they were blowing shofar, which is the the ram's horn that's blown on the high holidays. Um, and what it what it symbolizes in, in Judaism is the collapse of the temples. Like it is doom is coming um, in a lot of ways. A judgment is coming. Uh, and so it was, you know, it was really powerful uh, to some, I, I guess it was a couple of people brought them and were blowing them at the protest. And it was just very, very powerful to, um, you know, see this ritual used in a new way and in a way which brought the power of the ritual to bear against oppression and against hegemony um yeah there's i think there's a, a lot of power in uh like i said illegibility transgression and indifference um yeah i know that you mentioned the 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 relationship between queerness and, and spirituality it is interesting now that i think about it um there was a, a, an Italian priest who came to, to the Andes in the, the thing between the 16th and 17th century was called Ludovico Bertoni. And he, he was more or less a, a linguist. So he, or, or a philologist, I guess, in, in that time, that was the term. Mm -hmm. So he, he created a, a dictionary of a, from Aymara, which is the, the, the language spoken in the, in the more high parts of, of the, of the of the Andes, mm. so of so the Altiplano near the, the Titicaca Lake, uh, particularly. But um, it was interesting because he mentioned that, like, in in in, in if one reads the the, the dictionary, uh, there are mentions of of different terms we were used to describe kind of divergence uh, sexuality. So. So, uh, um, uh, like gay, homosexual, lesbian, and, and and I guess it was there was a term basically to describe asexual people. Mm. Even. So it was really interesting, and 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 and, and I. Yeah, and, and and it has a, a connection with with the present because one of the 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 first. I don't know if if call him uh, properly gay rights activist, but but a, a priest of all people in 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 uh, was uh, very supportive of, of, of transgender rights, and and in his church he he made kind of, of 
of, of a community to try to 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 um, to communicate with the, with the trans community, and for that he was like uh, criticized and attacked. Although he's a, a relatively left leaning Jesuit, so mm. he he kind of know how to handle them. But 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 it was curious because it was a, an interest very open in in try to to dialogue and and when. I remember, like the TV, they are reporting him, and he was saying that that if if the message of the church is is to talk to those marginalized, who more marginalized than than transgender people? That not just in Peru, but everywhere, are are, are victims of of of, of discrimination. Sometimes, uh, mo- and and from from different sides, in some places, much more institutionalized in the, the in a in a state based discrimination, but in in in, in in other places, sometimes it is more um, not that direct in the sense of the state, but still the society doesn't necessarily have a, 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 a kind of understanding. And and I feel it's interesting that that this priest basically out of nothing uh, uh, started to to put in the topic on, on the agenda. And I feel that that while it's true that that a lot is is, is to walk, I think in some ways it make more uh, it, it at least put put the the topic on the discussion uh, in the nineties, which uh, was uh, Peru was fairly more conservative, but. Uh, but it, it is interesting what what you mentioned. Yeah, and uh, you know there are um, there are similar things uh, in Judaism as well. There are some Jewish scholars who will say that you can identify six different genders in the Torah um, that are talked about and defined, uh, which obviously is is way more than two. Um, and there, are, you know, there are a series of figures who um, get described in really interesting ways that, you know, we kind of have no way of knowing now, but seem like they're describing a trans person as you would for the time. Um, and so actually, the the one book I know of on this is called Balancing on the Mechitza, M-E-C-H-I-T-Z-A. Um, and that's about uh, trans perspectives in Judaism and um, some of the space that exists there. Uh, but I think there's also, you know, I think there are people who have these ideas, um, progressive ideas and uh, inclusive ideas in just about every religion. And I, I actually remember um, back when I was a Presbyterian, the U.S. the body that was responsible for U.S. Presbyterianism. I get, I guess it's called a synod. I don't remember entirely, um, but they actually v- held a a conference and a ruling on LGBT people when I was in college. Um, and I remember reading the, they actually, they ended up legalizing gay marriage within the church, um, after, after this passed. Uh, and so, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't legal. I don't think yet like in the U S according to the state, but the, the church was like, yeah, we're okay with it now. Um, and that was a really, really interesting set of back and forth uh, to read, you know, um, in, in part because I, I didn't think that uh, 
I didn't think that sect was so far along and that there would be people who were able to argue so eloquently for gay rights within the church. Um, and they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there are some surprising issues. Like I, for I, sometimes it is very random, but I, I found out someone who was uh, a Mormon, but he did his, uh, I think they have to travel to to promote the, the religion mm. to the Latin America, and now he 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 remains a Mormon, but he sounds very left wing, <laughs> and it, it's curious. But 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 I mean, it's true that that obviously in Latin America, kind of the the the, the, the inequality is seen much more um, closer in, in in the sense that, like, uh, I think he was in Mexico, and particular in Mexico, because. Uh, Mexico having a very large economy, kind of the the, the dichotomies there are, are much more uh, kind of, of of present, and and I feel that that it it represents I I I, I think many challenges that are kind of complex to 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 try to to understand because. I feel, to be honest, in, in, in Peru, I feel that, that the anarchist movement, for, for different reasons, have been very divided. And I feel that that has uh, stopped the anarchist movement in general to have its own narrative in some way. Mm. And, and in that sense, I feel that its narrative have been basically being... Um, Kind of constructed more from academia or or sometimes from more kind of of, of, of criticism to, from, from from Marxists, but but there are some interesting books and there is a, a book called I Use of uh, Del Sol, which I guess translated will be I Use of the Sun, uh, mm-hmm. from a historian called Wilfredo Gabsoli, which argues that in in the in the early 20th century, like indigenous anarchism was was really important in, in, in some parts of the Andes. And it was kind of a prophetic movement in the sense that they were were kind of talking of a returning of the time, which is quite curious mm. because like when when people think about anarchism, at least in general, in 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 uh, even a very vague image is going to be someone with a with a guitar maybe like the, the association with punk and and and, and we rock with modernity mm-hmm. but but they seem to try to 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 challenge the the the, the, the conceptions that that kind of anarchism in, in some ways in other geographies try to have a very modernist kind of, of discourse but they have a, a, a discourse that was kind of tried to challenge the the, the 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 kind of uh, 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 the curse of history, in, in the sense that that that, that Quechua and Aymara, as far as I know, have a very particular conception of, of, of time mm. within the, the language constructed, in, in the sense that, that that there is not like a, a clear definition within like uh, the the past, the the present, and 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 the future, and kind of the, of those intersections. That, that are very curious and 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 in some ways they they were trying to return to to kind of a, of a, a pre-colonial form of, of a spirituality which was interesting um, but sadly because of different reasons kind of the the anarchist movement and 
uh, started to, to decay and and it, 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 it I but what I could say is, is this uh, in the in the carnivals in the in, in the rural regions of Peru, like there is, they have a very anarchic spirit and it's pretty open. Like there are people that raise, that raise as priests, as, as military, as, 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 as police officers kind of mocking them mm. explicitly. <laughs> so, so, so that sense I feel maybe has, has uh, continued to, 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 to exist this kind of anarchic spirit of, of trying to mock in the kind of the establishment and, and, and it is quite curious, like in, in the sense of, of kind of, of, of rebellion that, that one feels that, that is there. And, and, and I think it also, I think, put a, a, an interesting perspective, which is kind of the, of the relationship between uh, the, what, what, you, what you mentioned that, that, that the, that the the centers of of, of of political gravity in some way have been switched from from different places to 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 another and 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 it's true that now it, it's much more those much more marginalized will have been at the center and one of those groups is for example sex workers mm-hmm. and I think it is curious because I was remembering like I uh, reading about Philippines and 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 it seems that in Philippines the there is particular one city I think uh, called City of Angels I think curiously uh, where where is kind of a, a a place that there has a lot of of, of sex tourism and so a, a lot of of women get impregnated by by men from overseas and then then leave so. Uh, someone was asking those those women why why didn't they they kind of, of, of abort like and, and they were mentioned in their Catholic faith mm. uh, as the reason why they don't and and they consider any child to be a blessing and and it is quite curious because like I think society has a, a very kind of, of constructed vision of, of what is a sex worker and sometimes they 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 kind of separate that a lot of elements like exist within individuals and obviously they, they are complex. And, and, and I think it, it is quite curious because I feel that there is kind of, uh, uh, these new movements are kind of challenging in many ways, kind of the, the, the whole, I, I think worker is, even if some are trying to revive it, this kind of worker is uh, rhetoric in many ways. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think um, it, it is definitely interesting to see the way that modern coalitions are shaking out. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, th- this is, you know, of course, why I'm an individualist. <laughs> Each individual human has all sorts of different uh, connections and aspects of who they are um, that are all important to who they are. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I also, um, I also see some, hmm, sorry, I I lost my train of thought there. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's it's not in reality it's very kind of, of of surprising. I mean the 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 kind of coalitions that have been building because it is kind of a very broad sense of of coalitions that are very at one point were very unlikely, but now they are coming to to fruition. And I think it is um, it is interesting because. Um, uh, the Peru doesn't have uh, as much as homeless population as other countries, but for for different reasons, which had to do with a lot of of, of uh, there are not that much restrictions on on construction. So, so but there there is still a, an important uh, homeless population, and and one of the organizations that acted more quickly was kind of individual churches, mm. like uh, they. Um, like they, they even in the in the in the lockdown, they were kind of handling food because they they knew that obviously, like um, there are sometimes when people talk about homeless people, they they there are some homeless that are kind of half at a job in some way, mm-hmm. but obviously with with the lockdown, uh, there wasn't a, a, the possibility. So obviously, they they had to to. To, to create kind of those those uh, to to be a, an extra effort to to try to 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 collaborate and another of the issues I think that that, that has been mentioned is is, is mutual aid and, and well sometimes like mutual aid it is basically just the the, the municipal the because of the people that are kind of more proximity sometimes it is groups that are much more organized from a religious perspective of people that go to the church together and, and they are trying to 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 kind of collaborate in some way mm-hmm. because it, it is pretty harsh the the pandemic and, and in, in Latin America is even harsher than in many other parts of the world because uh, uh, a lot of the cities are like the large cities are are are, are Half, I mean, Lima basically has one third of, of of the population. That doesn't necessarily happen in 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 other parts of the world. But the issue is that that uh, there are, there is an an abandoning of, of rural areas, and so a lot of people immigrate to 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 large cities, and and sometimes even bringing their their own traditions and their own. Uh, religious inspiration. So, uh, I was seeing a, a candidate uh, from uh, from a left wing coalition making a, a campaign in, in a in a shanty town called Nueva Jerusalem, which I, I guess in English will be called New Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And, and there is a very large uh, market that has opened recently, like which is called the the Promised Land. So. I do feel this kind of, of relationships between, um, in some ways, the 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 kind of of uh, of mutual aid in, in in a sense that 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 transcends uh, that in some way exists sometimes in 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 those communal spaces in in, in a more physical proximity but sometimes that that exists and that that permeates through the the kind of of of, of religious kind of organization mm-hmm. so it is 
interesting that they have been very quickly to 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 kind of, of, of put up all the things together in in this time of, of crisis yeah yeah I mean I, I I think that's one of the most positive ways in which influ in which uh, religion can influence radical thought radical action is yeah just focusing people on mutual aid on community care um, and things like that I mean, You know, I used to uh, definitely think that the most important sorts of actions one could do are the ones that are, you know, flashy and exciting and dangerous and all of that. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think that anymore. I, I think the little things that you do every day to build community and to engage in mutual aid um, are what actually matters. And that comes in part, you know, from... Uh, from having a religious community, um, and one of the other one of the other things that I find to be a really positive influence uh, is you know Judaism's insistence on resting uh, on Shabbat and not um, you know not doing anything on Saturdays, uh, and of course you know with um, as I was saying before, coming at these things from a radical perspective means, you know, queering them in some ways, means changing them a little bit to, to um, you know, fit with that radical vision. Uh, and so, like, you know, in my collective, we talk about uh, doing only revolutionary labor, right? So we'll say, I'm not going to do any capitalist labor today, um, but we're going to turn and do revolutionary labor. Um, and a another, I, I just think this is adorable, Uh, and I want to share it because it's cute. Um, but so we, uh, we also say, uh, the priestly blessing or the blessing over children, um, as the blessing over comrades over each other, um, to sort of recognize the way in which, uh, queer people often inhabit horizontal families. Um, and that, you know, we create family and community for each other. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, that influence can be really, really positive. And it's part of the reason that you see um, folks who are part of religious groups being the ones who go out and want to feed the homeless and want to, you know, clean up after natural disasters and things like that. Um, and I, I, you know, I think that's amazing and an incredible force for good. Uh, and I actually, um, this is something that I haven't written about in a long time Uh, but used to think about a lot, um, particularly when I was going to Quaker Friends meetings, uh, is that I, I think that religious uh, masculinity can be a really good check on toxic masculinity. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, I saw the sort of masculinity embodied by, uh, you know, men who are Quakers, or even before that, you know, in the Presbyterian Church, um, it was a masculinity that was focused on care, uh, that was focused on uplifting others, um, not on bullying and domination and, you know, all of these other things. And, you know, I, I actually think that part of the, I think that it's a factor in, you know, why so many young men, especially, you know, in the U S um, are feeling very lost and are, not finding their way to non-toxic masculinity very easily um, and getting very frustrated by that. Um, you know, I, I think part of the problem is 
that we don't have as much intergenerational space uh, like exists in religious communities, um, you know, where they interact with men who are portraying a different kind of masculinity. And it's not to say that, you know, that's always the case or that religious men are, are better. Um, but I, I do think that religion can encourage men to embrace a kind of masculinity that is care focused, that is community focused. Um, and that's, you know, a little healthier. Yeah, now that you mention, I do think that that the the, the challenge that that there are are are, are huge, as I mentioned uh, about the 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 homeless population, and, and that I, I think the pandemic in this moment has has made their reply more more complex because sometimes there are in, in the middle of the lockdown, so they have been victims of, of police abuse many times. Um, but, uh, well, it's true that there are many, uh, reasons for, for the, for the, for people to become homeless, uh, particularly one that I have seen in, in, in Peru, although I know it, it's also common in other places is that, um, when teenagers come out, uh, uh, as queer, they are kicked out of the house. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in, in, in in Peru particularly like the 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 housing mechanism for for youth is, is basically like um, broken because uh, for different reasons like the the orphanage don't, don't want to accept uh, any uh, like they will accept like little kids but if, if there are like you know like teenagers they mm. kind of like don't want to receive them so it, it's very difficult so they basically become homeless and and, and in general they they become homeless unless another relative could could kind of uh, of of uh, accept them to 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 house them. So, I mean, it is curious. And, and as I was mentioned, the 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 this uh, this priest that was working with the transgender community. I mean, it's kind of uh, some some try to steps to try to 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 try to to to, to to in- include the community because if not, it, it has seemed like as if the message is like, uh, I know if someone is queer is sinful and, and should be kicked out. And, 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 and obviously I feel that there are elements within the, not only the Catholic church, but within different uh, Christian denominations and religions that don't believe that, but, but it, it's, it's, uh, it's something that has been, uh, on the on the minds of many, and and that has obviously generated a lot of 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 of, uh, of suffering. Other issue that that you mentioned also is the the issue of, of immigration, mm. because like uh, many religious traditions talk about the need of the welcoming, and 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 but but curiously. Um, um obviously particularly as we have seen in the trans years like it has been a very kind of of, of switch in size in the evangelical community i mean it's true that there are exceptions there was a, a box did it? I, I think an interesting interview with a with a, an evangelical it was an, an advocate for 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 immigrant rights mm. and, and she was not a, a, a progressive like she was a conservative evangelical, but that that on that issue, like she she seemed like 
firmly like on on the side of of, of, of pro immigration. So it is quite curious, kind of this this challenge to to try to um, to to move to toward a, a very different direction that that, that what the the kind of narrative is going yeah yeah i i actually um know a couple of people who are not what i would describe as very progressive uh but are religious in arizona and yeah they they have also been involved with some of the aid work around you know helping people get water when they're crossing the desert and that sort of thing um yeah and it's it's you know really really good uh when people do put um, you know, these very positive religious values ahead of, ahead of some of their other values. And, you know, I'm just, you know, as you just said, most religions have something about being welcoming to outsiders, even if they don't actually live it. Uh, and it's kind of interesting, you know, we're actually, um, it's Passover right now. Uh, and one of the, um, you know, one, one of the points of the holiday is to remember, like, you know, the the history of being strangers in the wilderness and of being outsiders and of relying on, you know, what people wanted to give you or what was available in the wilderness. Um, and I, this is unrelated, but I actually learned a, a pretty interesting bit of queer history um, at our Passover Seder this year, which is that there's, so there's a tradition of putting uh, is a relatively new tradition of adding uh, orange to the Seder plate to uh, symbolize LGBT people. And the story that used to get told about that um, was that, so previously uh, people would use a crust of bread, uh, which if you're familiar with the traditions around Passover is um, the, the whole point is to avoid leavened bread. Uh, and so it's, you know, very transgressive in different, in a different way. Um, and the story that got told about that for a long time was that, um, you know, someone had asked, uh, some, someone had said there's, you know, only enough room for LGBT people as, you know, as there's enough room for a crust of bread on the Seder plate. Um, and the implication being there's not very much room, right? This, there's not there's not welcoming um, but I, I found out recently that that actually is not true and the the quote is um, is misattributed and what was actually said was someone asked uh, the wife of an Orthodox rabbi how much you know how much of a transgression is it uh, to be a lesbian like what how bad is it you know and uh, her answer was it's like eating bread during Passover it's not. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. It's like an oops. <laughs> um, and that was really interesting to me. It just completely changes the whole framing and tone of that story. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it, it is curious. No, no, that you mentioned, uh, I, I do think it, it is curious because uh, like, um, I mean, a lot of, uh, Particularly in in the countries where kind of the the anarchist tradition has been, um, I will say, um, in in some ways, as I, I as I mentioned, kind of in some some countries there could be a lot of organizations, but since there are 
acting in, in very different ways and in, in, in very different uh, kind of, of settings. I feel that sometimes the, the, the center, when people talk about the left, is, is kind of more of Marxist organizations. And I often find curious, like the reference to the heaven by a storm, like the, the idea of, of kind of, of, of a transcendence that, that, that is there. So mm. I often have think that, 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 that there is in, 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 in political radicalism in general, a kind of, of the idea of the new war. And, and this idea of the new world is, is important in, in the sense that that is kind of a, a creation, kind of a, um, an expression of, 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 uh, of an spirituality in some way, uh, even not, not sometimes as explicitly religious, but it, it is an expression of, 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 of finally a transformation mm-hmm. in, in a way. In, in which the political commitment become a, a, a transformation of the self and, and 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 its surroundings in some way. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely um, see that, and I um, so I recently did a panel on egoism that I'm not sure when it's going to be released publicly, but uh, I can I can send it to you, and it is, um, and I mean one of the one of the things that I was thinking about in prepare. So I reread the ego in its own to prepare for that. And one of the things that I was really focused on was the way in which Sterner is talking there about how humanism, right. Has become kind of a religion for, for modern thinkers. Um, and I, you know, I, I think that's exactly what you're describing is this idea that there's something, fundamentally modern and human and scientific you know i see scientism as being very similar um and we you know we talk about it as if it is different uh from spirituality or or a faith and then you know use it in exactly the same way um and one of the one of the reasons i want to bring up sterner's treatment of it is that he really draws the he really he really draws out the contrast between loving loving people because they're because of their humanness right this this thing that is divorced from them as an individual and which is not you know real in any tangible sense um and instead you know loving them for their individuality and like you know who they actually are um and, you know, like I was talking about earlier, there's this sort of superficial rationalism that seeks to make everything exactly the same and, you know, transcend all of our differences. Um, and, you know, I think that's really dangerous because I don't think it's possible to strip all of those things away from individual humans. And I don't think you you should, right? You know, I think that's that is the the best thing that humans do is be different from each other um, and be, you know, enmeshed in all of these different ideas and passions um, that, you know, aren't universalizable, you know, you, you can't universalize them. Um, And so, you know, this is very, very similar to, um, well, this goes, this goes to, I guess, kind of categorize the way in which I'm religious, right? It's like, it is individually something about me. It's not, 
you know, and, and the people who I share in that belief with, um, it's not something that I think every single person should believe. Um, and I, I think it's important to, you know, maintain some amount of difference and diversity. Um, and I, I see, you know, this urge to approach modernism or science or humanism uh, with the same kind of, you know, spiritualism as being very dangerous because it's it's uh, elevating those things which are not unique and and which don't really have a lot of content uh, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is quite curious because what, what you were mentioning, like maybe... Um, going back to the the reflection of of, of kind of this uh, about the 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 idea of, in France of kind of this this rationality, and I, I do think that that there is kind of a, a very problematic issue with with the kind of ways that rationality is used, not not just in, by politicians, but sometimes like for example. Uh, neoliberals say, like uh, uh, even the ones that that, that at least is a pair to to be not necessarily try to to ally with the right, uh, but in the U.S. like kind of the 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 the, the common sense approach, the 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 the, 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 the science based uh, uh, approach, and it, it is quite curious because um, like uh, I, I am Peruvian, so I have lived my entire life in Peru. The 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 forced civilizations were backed by USAID and mm -hmm. the United Nations. Mm -hmm. I know that some like mainland progressives are huge fans of, uh, or were at some point huge fans of, of the the United Nations, but I mean, like literally, that was kind of a, a very vicious kind of, of of population control, and that is like. And and obviously, like it was done without the the, the conscious uh, of women. It was when they just going to to the doctor, had the medical problem, and and they they were sterilized without their will. So, I do feel that there is a very kind of of, of important need to kind of challenge this kind of 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 of, 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 of uh, I feel that. It is curious because, in some sense, it, it appears to be a discourse that that is that is kind of uh, 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 that is has a base and in that sense an authority. But it also talks about about the problem that that that, that global organizations have, which is basically central planning. Mm. Like obviously, like the uh, the goal of, of, of sexual education is, is is a good goal, but at the same time, like when they saw that they couldn't do it, like uh, the, not try to to just try to control the population by other means. So mm. I do feel that is a very kind of, of of complicated challenge. Try to to and 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 the same goes to 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 Marxists, which which talk a lot about immortal science and kind of this this idea of kind of of predetermined like. Uh, uh, kind of, uh, particularly ones that are more more properly tankies that have a kind of of, of, of a very very preconceived form of 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 of, of revolution or or or, 
horizon that is very kind of configurated and if someone doesn't do that it's like everything uh, should should be questioned and, and not not everything should should be questioned in in the in the good sense in like but but basically like the the issue is that 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 you know like it it doesn't matter like aligning with with you know like the national bolsheviks or or whatever for them like if if the if the means justify the end so so I, I do feel that there are those challenges, and I do feel that in some ways, uh, even if it might not seem uh, on the first instinct that that kind of this religious or spiritual tendencies necessarily are, are have to do kind of with with restraint, because sometimes they represent kind of a, of a very kind of effusive. Uh, a presence in, in in people's life, but I do think they they make uh, us think in in a more, much more broad perspective. That I feel sometimes both liberals and and, and Marxists kind of have a, a very kind of preconceived vision of 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 the future, and in that sense, kind of willing to to take routes that are very. Uh, kind of dangerous if it is the reason that that guides them. So, so I feel that challenge is is very, very, very huge. Yeah, yeah. I um, you know, I I think, yeah, the the this progressive uh, scientist view of the world is like really dangerous for a lot of reasons. Um, and I I find you know, deeply held religious belief can be a really good check on that in part because one of the, you know, one of the most central things, um, uh, one of those central things to a lot of religions is this idea of uh, bodily autonomy and self-preservation, which, you know, are, it's also true of egoists, right? Like that is the central right that humans have is rights to bodily autonomy and self-preservation. And, um yeah i mean i i think that goes a long way to progress to protect against um the really dangerous and disgusting outgrowths of you know attempts to control each other um but i i also want to talk about uh the ways in which both um both that particular marxist view progressive marxist kind of view um and neoliberalism right are very interested in pat stories. They're very interested in things that are legible and clear and all of that. Um, and one of the things that I most value in both my religious outlook and my political outlook is that there is room for paradox. Um, and that, you know, I think it is fundamentally true that there are some things that humans are not we're not going to be able to understand. They will always appear as paradoxes to us. Um, and so I think that it is, you know, intellectually beneficial to be able to hold conflicting ideas um, and to accept some amount of paradox uh, in your, in your worldview. Um, and I actually, I'm really, really excited. Uh, I just got this book like, two days ago. Um, this is 
contemporary, it's a collection of essays in contemporary Jewish anarchism. Uh, it's called There's Nothing So Whole as a Broken Heart. And I just, I think the title is really beautiful and absolutely speaks to, um, you know, what it means to me to be uh, both religious and politically radical um, is, you know, this, this recognition of not having all the answers of finding wholeness and brokenness of, you know, understanding that it's by digging into the paradoxical things and, you know, embracing uncertainty that we, understand our world better and come to fuller views of, you know, ourselves and everything around us. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, I mentioned earlier that I come at all of this from a sort of phenomenological approach and somewhat in that tradition. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I think these encounters with, um, with other individuals is what reveals the world to us and, and what, uh, um, you know, what is most important in trying to figure out what's going on, um, and, and answer, you know, big fundamental questions about the universe. Yeah, that, that's, uh, really a, an interesting reflection. Um, I think we have talked uh, a lot now. Uh, I, I feel that the, the topic of, of religion and, 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 and political radicalism and, and particular anarchism is a is a, a very broad topic, and I think we could talk for, for much hours. But but I think we could leave it on on on, on here now. But is, is there um, any kind of last reflection that that you you would like to 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 say? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we talked about everything that I definitely wanted to hit. Um, and I, I think you're right. Like we could absolutely talk about this for hours and hours and hours. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's, you know, part of why this is so interesting to me. Uh, and, and part of why, you know, Judaism in particular is so interesting to me is there's such a long, rich, varied history, um, that, you know, I could spend the rest of my life studying this and still not, uh, still not be able to cover even most of it. Um, and I, you know, I, uh, I think that that process, like I said earlier is good intellectually. I think it's good to be constantly updating and learning more. Um, but you know, I, I do hope that the, I do hope that the, you know, a couple of values, community care, mutual aid, all of that becomes more of a focus in the radical community and it becomes less focused on tough guy edgy shit as much as I love that, you know, when I'm, when I'm in that mood. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that, you know, that continues to grow and, and also that the sort of multi-confessional interfaith coalitions that we're starting to see form in some places, uh, form other places and get stronger because I, I really do think that's the way that we, you know, win this and, and cast off oppression and hierarchy, um, is, is start working together. 
Well, yeah, I, I agree completely. Um, this has been a, a, an amazing conversation. Thanks, Alex. Uh, so is there, um, so where could people find you on the internet? Is there something you, you're going to, to write? Uh, yeah, um, the best place to find my writing is on c4ss.org. Um, I also sometimes sit in the interviewer chair on some of our podcasts. Um, and then I have recently set up a Patreon for myself. Um, <laughs> let me, let me see if I can find what that's called. I think it's just my name. I can't find it right now. This is this is terrible preparedness, but I believe it's just my name. Um, and I'm going to be trying to post there more often, uh, and trying to produce more in the more in the line of uh, short commentary. <laughs> okay, that that's that sounds great. So so thanks, Alex. It, it has been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. <laughs>